0: welcome today on America can we talk I will hit three stories number one the Democrat women last night at the State of the Union women sheep and white clothing also I'm gonna go over the State of the Union and I will call introduce you to a new word sock dollager that's what that speech was tell you more about that and third a new movement the war on waste you will love what some conservatives are doing stay tuned I am a man. Debbie Georgiatis, host of
1: America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth.
0: And welcome back to America Can We Talk, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. In the first five today, I want to talk about just the Democrat women in their conduct last night at the State of the Union address. Later in the show, we'll talk about more that was said in the State of the Union. I want to put a picture up. This is the women. You probably noticed the Democrat women, almost all of them, in Washington, dressed all in white, and they sat together. So it was a sea of white, you know, clothing that the Democrat women were trying that that they did to kind of stand out. I want to talk for a moment about what that symbolizes. What they said is symbolized is that white is supposed a color to express solidarity with other women, but these women, dressed in white, would not clap at numerous announcements, numerous statements by the president that anyone who actually stands for women would have been jumping up and down and clapping about. One time, they sat in their seats looking surly and non- unsmiling. Wasn't President Trump mentioned? Announced that the it is we have the lowest unemployment rate for women in American history. All of the unemployment numbers, fabulous numbers showing that America's working, more people working than ever in American history, more women, more African-Americans and, and Hispanic Americans, Asian-Americans, all these great numbers, they could not clap as the restroom was standing and clapping. They could not even stand up when President Trump introduced a border patrol agent who was shot seven times while he was helping to rescue women who were being trafficked over our southern border. Just think of the irony of that. They're sitting there in their white uniforms, saying they're symbolizing standing up for women, and they couldn't clap for some guy who's had however many surgeries it was by now. He's got more surgeries, could barely stand up, but he rescued seven women being uh, human, uh, who were being being trafficked over the border, our southern border, and they couldn't clap for him. They couldn't do it. They could not acknowledge that border security is a good thing. They could not stand up and clap over border security. They couldn't stand up for the idea at all, the idea that we're going to be firm in enforcing a southern border. Of course they had a hard time when President Trump said, this is a free country, America will never be a socialist country. They also could not clap for the idea of passing a law protecting against late-term abortions. You know, those baby girls, which over half of babies are girls. Couldn't clap for that. So what I wanna get out is this. People complain about President Trump and say that he doesn't speak like a statesman. His speech last night was statesmanlike beginning to end. He stood up and he really didn't talk about Republican versus Democrat, conservative versus, versus liberal. He talked about America. He talked about America and the greatness of our history. He called up these uh, people who had been there on D-Day, these American soldiers who had dropped in behind enemy lines, who had stormed the beaches. He He celebrated America's braveness on D-Day in American history, and the great freedoms that America experiences today because of the willingness of those people to fight for the Western world, for civilization, for America back then. President Trump celebrated so much that was good about America, celebrated the economy being so strong. We have people working. supposed to be the hallmark of the self-reliant free market economy that America is supposed to be. They did not like, they could not join in the celebration of what President Trump was talking about because what he was really talking about, as I say, it wasn't partisan. It wasn't Republican versus Democrat, uh, liberal versus conservative. It was preserving the extraordinary exceptional idea that is America. And that's the word I'm introducing you. I love vocabulary words. The word is sock And I think we have it up on the screen. If you don't have it on the screen, it's um, sock, like the word sock, S-O-C-K, then D-O-L-A-G-E-R. It means something that settles a matter, a decisive blow or answer, a finisher, something outstanding or exceptional. President Trump's speech last night in the State of the Union was a slam dunk sock Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it more in just a moment. Stay tuned to America Can We Talk. Welcome back again to America, Can We Talk? I'm Debbie Addis You know, one the thing about that picture we had up a moment ago, that was actually taken from a tweet by Sebastian Gorka. And he wrote in the bottom of the tweet that he, he was referring uh, specifically to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez sitting there, uh, you know, unsmiling, wouldn't stand up, wouldn't be friendly. She would not even applaud this agent who saved more than, I didn't have the number right, 300 girls and women from Coyote smugglers. She, she can't clap for a guy who took bullets to save the lives of women that's who we're talking about, represents the Democrat Party. And one other thing before I get into the the specifics, I want to play a lot of short clips from the State of the Union. It was a home run State of the Union. I will save time before the end to tell you the few things I did not like. I never root for any politician, no matter what he says is fine. I root for ideas. I root for America. But the overarching feeling, overwhelming feeling of the State of the Union last night that President Trump was calling for was to unify around the things we all know we need to do unifying around ideas that will preserve this precious country unifying around policies that will keep us stronger safer more secure more prosperous it was just a mess he invited the democrats to please join in please celebrate this please be part of this effort to defend and, and rejuvenate America. It was, it was a stellar speech and he ended up just really not being able to get too far with the Democrats, but you know, he, and he had a theme of choose greatness, which I thought was a brilliant thing. You know, ch- we have a choice. He was telling the American people, we have issues, we have solutions, we have the ability to work together, choose greatness. And another really obnoxious thing about the ladies in white, you don't know, have to put up against, okay, but the ladies in white who are in Congress, you know, I have a friend who's a state rep and she was talking about how, not in in Texas, but um, out of state, she was talking about how she knows when she goes to serve in her state legislature that her constituents are counting on her to stand up for the things she told them she believes. She told them in her campaign what she thinks, she goes to the state legislature, she tries to introduce that agenda, to spread it, to share it, to explain it, that's what her job is. These people who address in solidarity they are telling you don't bother constituents don't you bother thinking I'll ever hear or think or, or support anything that you want me to do They're all telling their constituents that they're there in Washington to do the radical left agenda to fight President Trump at every step regardless of what they told you when they campaign. They're really saying I don't think at all. I'm just I'm just a sheep in white clothing. I'm just a sheep in Washington saluting to Nancy Pelosi, saluting to the radical left. And I didn't really come here to think. I didn't come here to be an individual. I came here to be a sheep and follow the Pelosi, flock wherever they go, which is over the socialist cliffs. It's a very ugly message, really, the Democrat women were sending. They weren't telling you, I'm here to think and reason and think for myself. They're, they're telling you, I've abandoned reason, I'm just a sheep. We don't need any more of them in Washington. But I wanna turn to the um, to the State of the Union speech. I thought it was really stellar, as I've said several times. Uh, it was a, to use my uh, word of the day, a sock-dollager. It was an absolute, selling the statement a blow to the american left. So let me start with just a few clips. When the evening started, President Trump made clear that his theme is choose greatness. And he was basically telling all of Congress and the american people, we actually can choose which way things are going to go. We choose because we have representative government. We have people in Washington, House side, you know, House side, Senate side in Congress. To do what they choose to do, that the the decision is really in their hands. Will they move America forward or not? I'm gonna start for just with clip one winning for America. This was what Trump had to say.
1: Victory is not winning for our party, victory is winning for our country.
0: So you see, the Democrats knew they had to stand up for that. That was good. Part of why I wanted to play these today is to point out several things. That was the most pleasant that Nancy Pelosi looked the entire evening. I mean, if you notice, she spent time reading papers, shuffling papers, I mean, the kind of thing you do when you're trying to convey, I am so disinterested in what the president of the United States, who is six feet away from me, is saying that I'm going to shuffle papers, stare at papers, turn pages while he's speaking. So intentionally, such a signal of uh, just an arrogance that just says, I don't even have to pretend I'm polite. The other thing on the subject of the Democrat women and white being sheep is if you watch how many times in the State of the Union last night Nancy Pelosi was signaling the Democrats, signaling the her sheep, her little flock, whether or not to clap whether or not to stand, whether or not to express disapproval. You see her doing all these hand signals and I say, yeah, 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 get up. Or yes, get up. Yes, clap. No, don't, don't see anything here. They are waiting to be told how to act like small children, totally unimpressive, but, That was a great start to the evening. He talked about we're working for America. I did mention he talked about uh, America's just extraordinary role in world history in bringing an end to the Nazi invasion of Western Europe and turning back the Nazis. And he actually honored some uh, D-Day warriors. I want to play this. This is clip two. On D-Day, June 6, 1944,
1: 15,000 young American men jumped from the sky, and 60,000 more stormed in from the sea to save our civilization from tyranny. Here with us tonight are three of those incredible heroes. Private First Class Joseph Riley, Staff Sergeant Irving Locker,
0: and sergeant herman zaychek you. Okay. do not love that guy he could not wait to stand up he obviously loves trump he loves america his name is red the previous guy's name is red he just sat there this guy jumps up thumbs up he loves Trump. I, you had to love it. So this was a moment of the State of the Union, of course, when everybody clapped. I mean, no one sat in their seat over these people who were just enormous heroes. Um, I, I just love, his name is Irving Locker. I love that he just could hardly contain himself. Um, President Trump also issued kind of a call to work together. And this is one of the first areas I really want to dive into once we play this clip. This is clip three, and there's two little segments. I you got them both.
1: Now we must step boldly and bravely into the next chapter of this great American adventure but we must reject the politics of revenge resistance and retribution and embrace the boundless potential of cooperation compromise and the common good Together, we can break decades of political stalemate. We can bridge old divisions, heal old wounds, build new coalitions, forge new solutions, and unlock the extraordinary promise of America's future. The decision is ours to make. We must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance vision or vengeance, incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness.
0: Stellar, stellar theme. Honest to goodness, you know, you think of all the times President Trump does press conferences or he does speeches or he goes to rallies. The State of the Union is a one time a year. I didn't look up, I meant to look up the numbers, how many people were watching the State of the Union, but I think especially because Maxine Waters said not to, there are probably even more people watching. And, and, and obviously because it's a gridlock time in our country. This was a statesmanlike speech. And I, the people who were kind of, you could hear a little bit of the people saying, oh, I don't know if we should go there about, you know, revenge, uh, resistance and retribution. But he's really, I think it's a brilliant thing to call it out ahead of time. The Democrat party has been saying since before he was even sworn in, they would do everything to remove him, everything to impede his agenda, everything to humiliate and demonize him, and they have. So now the Democrats have the majority in the House, and you know, of course, I'm sure that the hearings are already, are already being planned to go after every single, you know, friendship he's had since fourth grade, every tax filing, every all of his tax records, every decision he's made in his business world. I mean, the Democrats are doing the search and destroy mission very parallel to what Mueller is doing to the president. Mueller is doing search and destroy from the the DOJ side, the FBI side, and the Democrats who now control the House are doing search and destroy on President Trump. It is not a mission because they want to uncover truth. It is a mission to search and destroy. Now, some people were saying, well, you know, when the Republicans had the majority in the House, they were investigating the DOJ and the FBI. Yes, because it's their constitutional duty to do that. They have a duty of oversight. When we recognized, if you were listening to the show earlier in the week, we had Sidney Powell. Or last week, we had Sidney Powell in studio talking about the profound to the core corruption inside the DOJ and the FBI that led to the FISA warrants based on a false dossier and, and perpetuating spying on Americans orchestrated, organized by the Democrat administration under President Obama. What the Republicans were doing under when they had the majority was pursuing the truth, trying to get to the bottom of what happened inside the FBI and DOJ. What the Democrats are doing, no reason to believe there's been wrong, that wrongdoing has occurred, Just like Mueller, they are thinking if we dig and dig and dig and subpoena and and cross-examine and call people in and make them come in and testify and demand documents, somehow if we dig long enough, we'll find something to accuse this president of they're not that they do not accept the argument of the left that there's some moral equivalency between the good things Republicans did to try to do their constitutional duty of oversight over the FBI and DOJ and what the Democrats have in mind which is to destroy this president and also he used the word I thought it was going to use the word resistance you know right after he was elected these people who thought they were just somehow uh, Revealing to the world what they really saw about Trump and people don't see it. We're the resistance. In fact, there's another reason that the uh, sh- the Democrats in white clothing and sheep's clothing did this stunt in, in the in the U.S. House is they're trying to send that signal of this is such an extreme uh, administration, such an extreme agenda the president has that is just resistance is justified, organized resistance. We have to stand up every day and fight and it's based on nothing. I'm you know this is important for people to know you get led around by the media and led around by the American left who's trying to portray President Trump as the most radical the most extreme president and his policies are mainstream Main Street America. Imagine the left is telling you securing the border is a radical, extreme, right-wing agenda. I mean, the absurdity, it's, it's, almost beyond, it's almost beyond description. It leaves you speechless. But what the left is trying to do in the endless effort of the American left to manipulate the American public to confuse you, to make you think maybe you don't understand but that must be really bad here because they're awfully mad, so even this little stunt of all dressing in white was, was designed to send a signal to America. You better understand there's really, really bad things happening here and we get it. You might not know it, but we know it. We're here to stand up. We gotta express solidarity. So, okay, enough on that. There were also uh, just a little bit about the economy. Um, I meant to mention that last clip. You don't have to go back, and, but in that last clip we just played about President Trump calling to work together and to d- abandon the politics of revenge, resistance, and retribution. You had Pelosi reading behind her. There were actually there were very funny memes on Facebook and Twitter today about what she was reading. I thought about going off on that today, but I won't. But there's lots of very funny thoughts. Like maybe someone had to remind her, you know, her name, the date, where she is, you know, what she's supposed to be doing. Okay, I digress. All right, I want to go to another clip from the State of the Union from last night, just the, just a stellar, stellar State of the Union. And this was uh, clip four related to the economy and how well economy is doing.
1: Wages are rising at the fastest pace in decades and growing for blue-collar workers, who I promise to fight for. They're growing faster than anyone else thought possible. Nearly 5 million Americans have been lifted off food stamps.
0: Watch who's clapping.
1: The U.S. economy is growing almost twice as fast today as when I took office And we are considered far and away the hottest economy anywhere in the world. Not even close. (laughs) Unemployment has reached the lowest rate in over half a century. African-American, Hispanic-American, and Asian-American unemployment have all reached their lowest levels ever recorded. Unemployment for Americans with disabilities Has also reached an all time low.
0: Okay, folks, this is just stellar. Make this, imprint this memory in your brain, imprint this picture so you can think of this next time the Democrats tell you that of course they would like to find employment for people with disabilities. Of course they care about unemployment rates for women and minorities. What they are telling you, those stubborn, angry faces, is, and they couldn't even clap if you didn't notice, they didn't even clap when he pointed out that five million people have been able to be moved, lifted off of food stamps this this party the entire democrat party has as its main purpose in being to make more americans weak dependent and helpless that is their future voting base this is why democrats always expand government assistance programs always expand food stamps always find some new benefit we must pay for, because their power base, their voting base, is people who've lost the ability and and the belief in themselves that they can be self-reliant. The last thing Democrats in Washington want is American people feeling self-reliant, American people confident that they are able to work and provide for their families and put food on the table and pay for their mortgage or their rent. People who are self-reliant don't need the big government Democrats, and the Democrat Party in Washington cannot celebrate this fabulous economic news. Everyone who believes in America, everyone who knows what America is supposed to be, should be on their feet saying, this is great. We have more people working. They could not clap. Even for people with disabilities working, they couldn't stand up. They could not agree it's good news. They couldn't agree it matters. These are truly evil people. The agenda of the left is not to lift up the American people. It is to enslave the American people. This is why they're off the cliff towards socialism, which we'll get to in a moment. Why they're off the cliff to socialism. Because they think that if once you have a socialist nation as communists and socialist leaders have figured out around the world, you have the people in the palm of your hand. You can make them do anything. You can control them. They do not have the belief in themselves. They don't have the impetus, they don't have the drive, they don't have the sense of life that America is supposed to have of a nation of self-reliant individuals making their way in life and taking care of themselves. These people, this is despicable that they're sitting there acting like there's nothing to see here, folks, nothing to celebrate, don't celebrate this. People with disabilities working, they're looking miserable. Women, more more women in the workforce, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, this makes them angry. And you have to believe me, it's not just because Trump is Republican and they're Democrats, it's because they understand that Trump is reintroducing freedom, free markets, free enterprise system, capitalism to America and America's figuring out it works. And we don't want the socialism, the big government-controlled society, they want to bring us. Truly, this is, these are faces of evil right there, if you can't stand up for that stuff. All right, now, okay, we have clip five, another, um, another little shot President Trump took on the impending investigations, clip five.
1: An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics... Or ridiculous partisan investigations.
0: it is in closer And
1: If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation it just doesn't work that way
0: okay that was my one moment of disappointment in the GOP the elected GOP in that chamber what Trump said I mean he's essentially pointing out and he's pointing out for the American people the speech really the State of the Union is for the people who watch which is in the millions and millions I don't know how many but millions I'll look it up and put it on Facebook later but He's really reminding America that we have a lot of things going on, a lot of things that could be taken care of, and yet the Democrats are on this witch hunt mode, this search and destroy mission into his every aspect of his business life, his personal life, everything about him. And again not because there has been some incident or event that caused them to realize there's probably a crime that has occurred it is search and destroy it's find something to destroy him and so he's pointing this out for the american people i'm frustrated or a little bit uh, disappointed in the elected gop because while they did cheer him on a lot the republicans in that uh, u.s house chamber did not give him the applause on that line. I think they should have because he's really, he's calling out partisan investigations and that they shot the camera angle. I don't know if you could hear me. Can they hear me when I'm, yeah, okay. So Adam Schiff, just looking, you know, he, he's such a, I can't say bad words on air. He's such a wuss. But he is chairing the committee now that's going to be doing the investigating. And he was the one, all during the time when the Republicans were actually realizing the profound corruption inside the DOJ and FBI, trying to uncover, trying to get them to answer questions, to turn over documents. Schiff was out there torpedoing the investigation, mocking the Republicans, standing in the way of the investigation. Well, now he's in charge of that House Investigation Committee. So of course, there will be no further investigation. We will not ever know what happened inside the FBI and DOJ unless, of course, we get a new and much better attorney general who decides to look into it. Because these Democrats, they, the whole Mueller investigation, again, if you missed the Sidney Powell interview, go back and listen to it. The entire Mueller investigation is the cover-up. It is the insurance, but it is the cover up for what the Democrats were doing in 2015 and 2016 inside the FBI, DOJ, weaponizing our law enforcement agencies against their political enemies. That's what the Republicans are trying to get to the bottom of. That's what the Democrats are trying to hide. Okay, so there we have a uh, next one. I, I thought this was just, it, I mean, this is a fun show today just to talk through the State of the Union. But the next one is clip six. I have to tell you, if anything in the evening if anything in the evening, just just made the left wing crazies even more crazy. It is what President Trump did in calling out this this uh, criminal justice reform bill and in particular calling attention to a woman who benefited from his actions in criminal justice reform. Because as you know in the American left, if they want to destroy someone as they do against Trump. They call it the usual bag of tricks. They go to the mock, scorn, and derision. If mockery, scorn, and derision cannot destroy someone, they move on to their uh, accusations of racist. He's racist, he's sexist, he's homophobic. He's, he's Islamophobic, he's somephobic. The left, it is in their playbook, it's in their trick, bag of tricks, they do all the time. And they have attached a label to President Trump, unjustifiedly, but have attached a label to him as being allegedly racist. So what Trump did in this next clip had to make them out of their minds, clip six.
1: Last year, I heard through friends the story of Alice Johnson. I was deeply moved. In 1997, Alice was sentenced to life in prison as a first-time nonviolent drug offender. Over the next 22 years, she became a prison minister, inspiring others to choose a better path. She had a big impact on that prison population and far beyond. Alice's story underscores The disparities and unfairness that can exist in criminal sentencing and the need to remedy this total injustice. She served almost that 22 years and had expected to be in prison for the remainder of her life. In June, I commuted Alice's sentence. When I saw Alice's beautiful family greet her at the prison gates, hugging and kissing and crying and laughing, I knew I did something right. Alice is with us tonight, and she is a terrific woman. Terrific.
0: Alice, please. Okay. That was a killer. I mean, the Democrats, as I say, what they always do when they need to destroy a person, politician an idea a policy anything they don't want instead of ever responding in substance with a different proposal it is a resort to the bag of tricks first mockery derision and scorn if that doesn't work they resort to calling whoever will not agree with them on any issue a racist a xenophobe a homophobe some other name and so you're distracted in responding by responding to the accusation instead of sticking to the topic president trump calling out this woman whose story really was heart melting and the picture he described of the family greeting her at the prison door was also heart melting and this is the american public watching this at the day. of the Union. it was a brilliant stroke by president trump now i know this isn't going to end the left-wing attacks on trump the endless effort to oh no but regardless of what you really think i swear he really is a racist a xenophobe. you know it's not going to stop the left but ask yourself really what is the reason the Democrats always go to that. Why? Why do they always go to that? Why, and it's not because they believe it. Understand, it's not because they believe it. It's because their answers don't sell to the American people. Their answers to policy solutions are always about take away money from the hardworking Americans, raise taxes on individuals, raise taxes on companies, grab control, seize control of the healthcare system, seize control of the energy sector, seize control of everything. These people, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders, they're only the most honest Democrats. They are not the ones, sorry, they are not the ones who are actually they're not out on far far left off of the American playing field. They are not, they're far left off the Democrat Party's playing field. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders' ideas are mainstream Democrat ideas. They're just the two honest enough to acknowledge they really are socialists. And unlike the other Democrats who try to pretend they're not, but their policies always are. And because their policies don't sell, because their policies of big government control over your life higher taxes, limiting, limiting your freedom. Don't sell when they tell you what they're going to do. They have to resort to what they endlessly do, which is calling Republicans racist, xenophobe, homophobe, blah, blah, blah. So here you have it. That was a brilliant, brilliant stroke on his part. We have three more clips. Uh, what, next one is on illegal immigration. Great point he makes. Clip seven. I want people
1: to come into our country in the largest numbers ever but they have to come in legally.
0: Democrats sitting down, sitting down in response to come here legally.
1: Tonight I am asking you to defend our very dangerous southern border out of love and devotion to our fellow citizens and to our country. No issue better illustrates the divide between America's working class and America's political class than illegal immigration. Wealthy politicians and donors push for open borders while living their lives behind walls and gates and guards. Look how angry Nancy Pelosi looks. He's
0: talking about her and a bunch of other people too. women in white clothing, they can not stand it. And I also love he made this point. You know, he's looking for funding for the wall, he wants to get the wall funded, but he's pointing out what so many people are aware of, Nancy Pelosi and frankly, politicians on both sides of the aisle have had reasons they support open borders. They will not work for secure borders. On the Republican side, because you have Chamber of Commerce donors who tell Republican congressmen, I want the cheap labor, don't you go shutting down the border. On the Democrat side, they're cultivating their future Democrat voting base. But again, the idea, just stand back from the sides of it, the, you know, taking sides of it. This is America. This is – you're talking about your country. Do you want a secure border or not? Trump made this argument, and I'm telling you, when he pointed out, and then Nancy Pelosi sitting behind him who lives in her secure, gated community with walls around her, no one's going to impact her life, she's fine telling people who live along the southern border, the ranchers, the low-income areas around the southern border, you just have to put up. With illegal immigration. You just have to put up with border crossers. You have to put up with the damage they cause on the ranches and in the, da- and the crime that happens. I mean, he did much more than this little piece, but I mean, honestly, it was a brilliant stroke. He touched on the, this major issue facing America. We're time. Okay, he, the, his, among the two home run lines in, in the entire State of the Union, and there were many, but one was about life and one was about socialism, we can quick play clip eight.
1: There could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. To defend the dignity of every person, I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late-term abortion of children who can feel pain in the mother's womb. and let us reaffirm a fundamental truth all children born and unborn are made in the holy image of god
0: okay that line about killed the left first i want to make a couple points i had to cut and paste because this the speech was an hour and 22 minutes and matt over here my wonderful producer tries to cut me off and i'm not even done talking but uh, i had to make short clips but he actually went through what occurred in Virginia, which we talked about uh, this week on my, or last week on my show, where the Virginia governor, and he recounted this in the speech, essentially said, you know, even if a baby's born alive, you know, if, or, or, or survives the abortion or the mother decides, I mean, he was perfectly okay with saying, after healthy baby's born alive, you make it comfortable while the mother and the doctor discuss whether to kill it. That's what that governor was okay with. This is what has caused so much attention on this issue, this just straight out, flat out infanticide. So when Trump said this, and again you had to watch the uh, Nancy Pelosi just could hardly stand it, You hardly stand having to sit behind him and act pleasant. And so that was, it was a great, it was a great affirmation of what he's trying to do. He's gonna ask Congress to pass a law, essentially for late term abortion, pain capable babies. uh, And and then they'll be down that path. It's just, it's a time for serious soul searching about what America is. This next clip is too, but to underscore this point, this speech was much more than just a series of issues. He did hit a lot of issues and with substance and with ideas, but what he really was doing was kind of drawing a mental picture for Americans again, what America is. We're the country that saved the world from Hitler, from, that saved the world from the rampages of the Nazis. We're the country that did all sorts of great things in this world. To We put our, we sacrificed our soldiers, our young men, to save America. And he's been talking about, to save the world. He's now talking, what kind of country are we going to be? And here he's saying, we're going to be a country that actually has an elected governor okaying the idea of killing a perfectly healthy baby after it's born, simply because the mom uh, thought, no, nah, never mind. I don't want this one. And so he's, he's really, he's, t- he's talking about the character and heart of a nation. Last clip, and this is clip nine, relates to what he said about socialism. Fabulous. Here we go. Here in the United States, we are alarmed by the new
1: calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free and we will stay free.
0: Sanders. He's not a happy man. They never panned to Ocasio, but I'm sure she's a to Okay, this was a stellar, this was a sock S-O-C-K-D-O-L-A-G-E-R of a speech. This is Trump saying we're going to be America again. The left looked anti-american and they are anti-american i'll tell you trump and a few quick things at the end couldn't fit all the, that i do not agree with he, he talked about he wants to push at the federal level paid family leave that's a path down towards socialism he talked about expanding uh, federal research dollars in a variety of ways probably money we don't have right now since we're 20 trillion in debt but he overall he reasserted what america is i think he made it very hard for the democrats to argue that what they're doing represents what america is supposed to to be it was a sock of a state of the union and i'm grateful he gave it i'm going to take the briefest of break here and go to a quick last story come right back <laughs> Welcome back to America Can We Talk. I wanna tell you about a great thing it was in the Wall Street Journal today. It was two full page side by side ads or an advertisement. And it is called, it was called letter to the president, America needs a war on waste and a transparency revolution. And it was signed by, I mean, dozens and dozens of people, many of whom I know, or I know of, they are leaders in the conservative movement in this country. But, you know, one thing you didn't hear in the State of the Union, which is hardly ever in the State of the Union, hardly ever in campaign speeches by either side of the aisle, is the idea of reining in government spending. It's not a popular topic. People don't want to say, yes, vote for me. I will cut your Whatever it is whatever the program is what you know there's somebody in your constituency somebody who might vote for you but if you're talking about Iranian government spending you're talking about the the debt which is uh, whatever it is 22 trillion or something I mean an enormous number and politicians never run on cutting spending they will acknowledge if you ask the question but they won't run on it and President Trump didn't mention Obama never mentioned the g- presidents of either side of the aisle it's just not a popular speech topic. It's a dangerous speech topic for politicians, but this thing was in the Wall Street Journal, and again, when you we finish the show today, if you go to AmericaCanWeTalk.org, all of the things I've talked about today, are they're listed uh, i have a it's called a list of links is on the home page of america community talk.org you can go down to the podcast and list of links i'll put a link to this but it's basically the idea instead of calling for cut in spending which is you know really almost just too impossible for people to even get their arms around it calls for transparency it asks president trump to agree that not only the white house but the whole administration the whole executive branch put their entire budget and expenditures out in public and so we have transparency. You know, the times we've discovered, for example, that the whatever, not, this is not a real example, but this style of thing, like we discovered that the Navy paid, you know, $950 for toilet paper or something like that. That's not a real example, but we've had times, many times over the years, we hear about the executive branch and just other agencies, just enormous expenditures, unaccountable because no one's really paying attention to it. So this is calling for two things, putting everything online transparency so everyone can see how much is spent by all these agencies including the white house uh, and also uh, calling for a war on waste this is better than calling it a war on big spending a war on waste no one's going to argue about cutting government waste but you can't figure out what is government waste what monday is being wastefully spent unless you have transparency it's a brilliant new effort the people behind it are highly respected former you know military people and executive branch people and former members of congress and leaders of think tanks really deep substantive quality people signing on I love this idea. I will follow it and report more on it. So that is my show today, America, Can We Talk? I urge you, if you've enjoyed listening today, go to my Facebook page. If you're watching on Facebook, please like this page. Please share the segments of my show with your friends. Please review the page, left-hand corner homepage. You can do a review of it. Please subscribe on YouTube. At At YouTube, if you're not on YouTube right now, I have a YouTube channel, America, Can We Talk? Please go there and subscribe and follow. And people comment. I try to respond, but I can't respond to all of them. Feel free to email me at AmericaCanWeTalk at gmail.com. I do try to respond uh, to people when they email me. Uh, I also love you. Follow me on Twitter at talk And last thing, um, on my homepage of the website, org, I have a donate button. And the reason I have that there is I would love if you want to help me spread the word about the great, extraordinary, unique, wonderful nature of America, the identity of America, the need to preserve America. I need your help in spreading my message. I would love if you consider donating one time or on a recurring basis on the page of Americachemytalk.org. That is it for today. Please tune in every Monday through Thursday, three PM Central Time. And also remember to please speak up for America because America matters. Talk to you next time.
1: Voice Can we talk truth about America? Can you hear us now? The soul of freedom.
0: You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.